welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Just a little bit about myself before we get started today. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I desire to see people walking in the abundant freedom that God desires each of us to walk in. So, if you haven't, grab yourself a cup of coffee and join me today as I talk about inspecting ourselves. Why do we want to inspect ourselves? Well, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about really Esther, mostly. And for such a time as this, like how did she do that? And I have three previous podcasts, and this is going to be the last one in this theme. So if you want to go back and listen to those, if you haven't yet, they laid the foundation for today. But we talked about Esther walking in her such a time as this, and her saying, if I perish, I perish. And how do we do that? How do we come to that place of trust? How are we the chosen ones? the willing ones? How do we not miss our moment in lining up the choices we make with the purpose of God, the tough choices, taking the stands we necessarily don't want to take? And what does it all come down to? How do we do all this? How do we take a risk even when we're afraid? How do we know something is what God intended? How do we get to the place that God's purpose can be fulfilled through us? There's so many keys to it. But one of the biggest keys, one of the abundant keys for us to grab a hold of today is the condition of our heart. I talked about it a little last week in the choices we make in Proverbs 3 which is so significant to the condition of our heart. Don't forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commandments. Let your heart keep my commandments. From that deep well within, we have to desire to be pleasing to God. We can't just go through the motions being ritualistic or legalistic about it. We have to desire that. Remember, God looks upon the heart. Man is the one that looks on the outward appearance and our actions and what we do and don't do. And they base, we, I, us, base people on their actions because we can't always see in the heart. You have to what? You have to put a little effort in. You have to take a little bit of time. You have to get to know people to really know their heart. So we don't tend to do that. We do a quick scan and and make our determinations, but God does not work that way. He looks upon the heart. That's why David was king and not his older brothers. Psalm 119, we talked about that very much in the previous podcast about the choices we make. But in Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Why? Because his word does everything for us. His word is him. He's the word. Jesus is actually the word made manifest, made tangible. Let his word reveal every part of your heart. 
the good and the bad. We're not all terrible. Our heart's not in terrible condition, but there are areas that we need to adjust. Maybe it just needs a a little bit of a tune-up. Maybe it just needs a little bit of an alignment. Maybe it needs surgery. I don't know. Sometimes you don't know. The word tells us, you know, in Jeremiah, who can know their own heart. Nobody can know their own heart. That's pretty amazing. I can't even know my own heart. No, I, the Lord, search the heart. Actually, in that Jeremiah 17, it even says, right? It says the heartful is deceitful above all things, like I just said, who can understand it. I, the Lord, search the heart. That's in verse 9 and 10. I examine the mind to reward a man according to his ways. So if you go a little before that, which is kind of interesting because it goes along with what we say. Cursed in verse 5, cursed is the man who trusts in man, whose heart departs from the Lord. That's pretty powerful. So when we trust in man, instead of doing what Proverbs 3 tells us, and Proverbs 3 tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Oh, but wait, wait a minute. What if we're over here trusting man a little bit? Have we departed from the Lord when we do that? I mean, just stop for a moment and think about that. God will show you when your trust is misplaced. I promise you, he will. He will show you every time when your trust is misplaced. We have to trust in the Lord with all our heart. I'm just going to give a brief story here. I don't want to take too much time on it, but years ago, Right. You know, if you know me personally, you know, my husband has had a kidney transplant and this was years ago. We're going on about 13 years of being in fantastic health post kidney transplant. Major blessing from the Lord. He does fantastic. But the night his kidneys failed and it really was kind of a sudden thing that came on him. Something attacked his kidneys and his body. It was like a, a virus that just went through his body and just attacked his kidneys. And so we went to the emergency room. It was just a whirlwind. Next thing you know, we're being told his kidneys are failing. They're only at 10% functioning. I mean, he's not doing good at all. They're going to admit him to the hospital. They got to give him blood transfusions. He cannot leave the hospital until he's on dialysis. His kidneys will never recover. He's going to need a transplant. That fast, all that happened. And so now it's the middle of the night and we're up in this hospital room. We actually had just gone home for Christmas, expecting to just spend the holidays with the family. And Dan's asleep in the bed. Now I didn't realize it until this point, but the Lord began to show me that I actually had my husband equal to God. As in, who's going to come through for me? Who can I trust the most? Who do I lean on more? If you had told me before this night that I trust my husband at least as much, if not more than God, if I lean on my husband at least as much, if not more than God, I would have told you no, no way. No, I trust God. But now, here we are. We're in this situation. All We had three boys. They're all teenagers. I'm like, I can't lose my husband. 
I'm raising three teenage boys. I'm not doing that alone. Like I'm telling God, no, this is unacceptable, which is nothing wrong with talking to God in that way. I'm just being transparent in my heart with God in this moment. And so this is truth. So I'm sitting there, I'm sitting in this recliner chair thing you're supposed to be able to sleep in. And I'm sitting there and the Lord asks me this question. If your husband does not make it through the night, will you still worship me? What? I'm not answering. This is my thought process at the time. I'm not answering that question. That's an unacceptable question. You don't have a choice. He's making it through the night. I refuse to answer that question. I wouldn't answer it. I'm like, no. You know why? Because I was so afraid that I would answer wrong. What if I said the wrong thing? What if I said, oh yes, I'll worship you no matter what, Lord. No matter what, I'm going to worship you. And so he takes my husband because I said I'd worship him anyway. And then the thought came to me, what if I say, no, I won't worship you because I'll be so hurt and so mad at you for taking my husband that I won't worship you. I'll walk away from your ways. And then I'm thinking, well, what if he takes him to teach me a lesson? <laughs> right? This is, I'm in panic mode. And truthfully, I felt like my answer held my husband's life in my hands. It did not. I didn't have that much power in my husband's life. God was just trying to show me my heart. He was trying to show me that I leaned a little more on Dan than I did on the Lord. He he asked me that question three times through the night. Will you trust me if he does not make it through the night? And I was really afraid to answer. Will you still worship me is what he actually said. Will you still worship me if Dan does not make it through the night? Finally, I came to the place where I had to really check my heart. It took me all night and say, no matter what, I'm going to worship you. No matter what. No matter what, Lord, I'll worship you because I trust you with all my heart. Getting emotional, even remembering it. I trust you no matter what. Nevertheless, like Mary said, nevertheless, be it on to me according to your plans and purposes. Because no matter what I face tomorrow morning, I'm not facing it alone. I'm facing it empowered in the Lord. And so... Apply that to Jeremiah chapter 17, jumping down to verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. When we can trust in the Lord with all our heart, no matter what. That's what that means. If you want to uh, paraphrase, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You can just say, no matter what. Do we walk in a no matter what trust? The Lord will show us if we don't. So verse 7 of Jeremiah 17, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. 
What, what, what's the side effect of that? What's the, what's the benefit of that? The natural outcome of doing that? He shall be plant, I'm sorry. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. If we're rooted and grounded in the Lord, we don't have to worry about the storms. God's got us. If we make the right choices, if we walk in his ways, if we meditate on his word day and night, if we say no matter what, if we seek godly counsel, if we have people around us that will walk with us, link arms with us, pray with us, pray for us, support us, we'll spread out our roots by the river. We will not fear heat when it comes. Its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of the drought. Will nor will cease from yielding fruit. You will prosper in your season to prosper. And then this is when he goes on to warn. And this is the Lord speaking here. The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked. We don't look at our own hearts like that, do we? Who can know it? I the Lord, search the heart, and I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. We can't hide from God. We cannot hide from him. He's going to test our heart. He's going to test our mind. We are best to cry out like David did. David in Psalm 139, which again, this whole chapter is a phenomenal chapter. It's really where it talks about even being formed in the womb. But David cries out, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my ways. Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24 in the New King James Version says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Here we go. The heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Show me the truth. Reveal my, I say this all the time. Show me me, Lord. Show me myself. These two verses that David cried out, what a great prayer for us. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Like, try me, know my concerns, know my worries, know my anxieties, know my fear. See if there's any, anything in me that's off, Lord. And show me this. Walk me in the path that I should walk in, Lord, so that I know. I mean, Proverbs chapter 4 tells us, down in verse 23, right, to guard our hearts. We guard our hearts by completely and consistently opening our hearts to the Lord and asking him to examine them and to show us if we're getting off with something. We have to do this continually all the years of our walk with the Lord because things come in all the time. Psalm 423, I mean, I'm sorry, Proverbs 423, guard your heart above, above all else for it determines the course of your life. 
That's powerful. Keep it, guard it, protect it. Be careful who you allow to influence it. Because that's the base, the foundation of your life. That's the base, the foundation of walking in your purpose to fulfillment of purpose. That's the basis and the foundation for making the right choices, inspecting ourselves. Remember God has purpose for you. God has gifts he's given you. God has planted you in in the season you're in, in the year you're in, in the position you're in, like you were born for the moment that you find yourself in right now. It just didn't happen that you were born the year you were born and you're the age you are now and everything that's going on around you now in the people that you have influence in now. None of that is happenstance. None of that just happened. Choose to walk in your moment. Choose to inspect yourself and make the right choices to be able to walk in your moment. Show me me, Lord. Shine your goodness on my ugly. Use your word to give me the answers I'm seeking, to give me the correction I need, to bring the peace and the encouragement I need. Thank you for your truth. I will choose to trust you with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. So I will be like a tree planted deep where my roots go deep and far along the river. Living sold out for God, that's not an easy accomplishment. But it all comes from this place of the choices that we make, meditating on his word day and night, knowing his word, being in personal relationship with the Lord, asking, inspecting ourselves, asking the Lord to come in and search us and know us and reveal us to us and walking in the purpose God intended us to walk in in the fullness of that purpose. We can do this. You can do this. You were created for this. You have influence. You have gifts and talents and anointing that God placed specifically in you to reach specific people he wants you to reach. I just want to encourage you, don't cause God to look elsewhere for the purpose he designed to come through you as a chosen and willing vessel.